1: Welcome to Screen Queen, a podcast about scary movies.
2: From people not typically depicted in scary movies, yes. How uh,
1: you doing, Swami? How you I'm, living? I'm, you know, <sighs>
2: what, what is a day? I don't even, this, we're living in fucking Groundhog's Day right now. That's what it feels like. I do know
1: happening no more.
2: But um, I did start watching Umbrella Academy season two. Um, I mean, here's the thing that made me love season one. Mary J. Blige, playing this assassin, kicking everybody's ass, lighting pink flamingo candles and blowing shit up. Right. And like, she is notably absent from season two. So it just feels like, it feels like, um like, you know, margarita mix that doesn't have the tequila in it. It's just like, why is this here? I don't get it.
1: I, I finished season two. And yeah, I I didn't remember season one that well, but I, I was, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait, she got taken out season one or whatever. I'm like, fuck. So- I, there was a lot to be enjoyed about season two. Like I like, there's I like the little kid character who's like a grown man. I really do like his character a lot, um, but it, it, it wasn't enough. It, like she was clearly missing. Like they yeah. fucked up with that. They should have brought her back some kind of way.
2: Yeah, like- I did kind of like the little little Ellen Page and her, uh, uh her, her her fucking that mom. You know, fucking that mom. You know, Ellen Page fucking that mom. I was okay. like, okay, I don't hate this, mom. but fucking a mom fucker she's a mom fucker but um and then there was that homegirl who got her powers back finally the one who's like who could rumor people
1: yeah
2: and that was kind of cool she Um, never
1: she never lost them she just never used them
2: well because but like in the end of Season one, she had lost them because um, because Ellen Page had slit her throat.
1: But I thought it was she was. I think she said she was just afraid to use them because of what they resulted in.
2: Well, that's what it ended up being. Like because like she realized that like having lied to Ellen Page the whole time is what caused her to like get her throat slit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the at the very onset of her injury she just didn't have a voice so she couldn't use her power but then as she healed it got better it was like I, you know it reminded me of purple man and jessica jones or it was like how can you trust anybody um actually feels anything genuine for you if you have control over their emotions you mm-hmm. know
1: mm-hmm.
2: um what are you watching what are you doing what's going on
1: um last night i woke up i, I have this thing where i wake up at like 3:34 in the morning and then i don't fall asleep until like 5 5:30 mm-hmm. but i finally just <laughs> sat there and watched um the og my bloody valentine and that shit was know, funny. Movie. It was really good. It was funny and like, I mean, there's no black people in it. Like, it's very, very white. But um the the 80s, like like a group of kids finding their way out of a mine shaft as there's this like like man on the loose, you know, this old miner. It's I never bought that that I didn't think that was a good monster. So that's why I never um I wasn't intrigued by it. But to watch it, it was really creepy. It was actually had elements of like, black christmas in it and like um i don't know the music was good the, the violence was dope like mm. really hella violent and, and really horny it's super duper horny to film oh
2: okay well violent and, and there's horny there's a
1: couple of cuties in it there's like a, a a couple of six footers in it at least
2: you, <laughs> you know how to get me um <laughs> i know somebody was actually in the remake uh, he okay. was like a background character who got killed. Um, <laughs> sent me his very uninspiring nudes one time. But anyway, that's all, <laughs> that's all I know about uh, 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 My Bloody Valentine.
1: I, um, I said the hunt. Um, the only other thing I have been watching is, um, oh, last night I got, or I got my life when I, I saw Monica and Brandy perform together. <gasps> I didn't
2: see it yet. I was working on my stupid pilot. And I, my Except friend Dennis I texted I me watched, like-
1: I watched the whole thing and they were just tip a tap, sharing each other's songs and you know they kind of and then they start doing runs with the songs and complimenting each other and they even had a moment where monica was like well this is this song came out right at that time when i was that bitch that would kick doors down and slap bitches and then brandy (laughs) chimed in like yeah i know i was one of them bitches (laughs) 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 and that shit when she was like i'm saved now like get off my motherfucking case (laughs) it was lovely like I was, it really, really brought me so much joy. I could not, I forgot how many damn Monica and Brandy songs I loved, how I grew up, that was like 10th grade. I mean, fifth grade was Moesha, it was Brandy, Monica. Like I listened to them obsessively.
0: Yeah.
1: And like after this really trying ass weekend, like first of all, started off so fucking horribly with that awful news about Javik Bozeman. I'm still crying about it. It still hurts my feelings so much. And um, so but I'm inspired too. by it too. And then, you know, the weekend ended on a really high note for me because I was really happy for my brother. My brother, shout out to him. Like he, he did one of his biggest projects. You know, he's, he's done so many great things, but he just directed the baby's performance at the VMAs. He was the creative director. And he made a really powerful political statement in that performance. And I, I feel was- like
2: it was one of the only things in the show that actually spoke to the time that we're in. Yeah. People were weirdly like
1: in denial. It was so dystopian. The whole yeah. thing was,
2: it was <clears throat> weird. It was just- And it was like, so nobody's gonna say, I was just I was like oh so you know cuz like Kiki started it off she did a great job I thought she but did a she great started job. It, she started it off being like in this time black lives matter like da 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 and like I was expecting that to be echoed in other people like accepting their awards and and saying something about the times and this nothing was being I was
1: just like are we on some like denial shit right now and the nerve of them putting um our producer Alex brought up that they put Chloe and Halle at the pre-show and their performance was Fucking beautiful. It was so mm. good. <laughs> like they should have been up in the main show too. Like there was just there was some missteps. I mean, it's the fucking BMAs. They're,
2: I'm they're sorry. And Rain on me is not that song. It just mm-hmm. isn't. Not for me. Not and for me. and like first of all, Savage by Meg was had such a cultural moment. I don't understand why that lost to Rain on Me, which was a thing for two minutes for the gays only. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. They this song does nothing for me. No. I don't know what else to say. The performance was very like, okay. Any, I'm, I'm not even hating on Gaga. Like, you know, a lot of people, some people are very perturbed by her. Some people love her. I'm just, I think she's actually super talented. I'm not crazy about a lot of the music she does. Like, I think if, she's, if she did like R&B and shit, like she would kill it. She would fucking <laughs> kill it. But like, but no, she does these weird, she tries to appease people. I feel like, and it's, I don't feel like her personality is 100% genuine. She wasn't.
2: Oh, no, no, she's definitely like a theater kid, you know, but I, I don't, I, I don't mind inauthentic, like, I don't mind when people are play characters or, you know, or not quote unquote real. Like, I don't care. Like everyone's doing their own thing. Um, but like you said, it's just not particularly inspiring to me. Although I did find like she had during that performance, she had that mask with the robot voice thing on it. I thought that was pretty dope.
1: I think it's cute. I, I seen him. And she has some great fashion moments. Uh, some really, the, the silver look with the the feathered thing. I've just seen that somewhere. I forget who was wearing that. It's like Valentino or something. But um, she, yeah. I, I was talking to my brother about this and people who perpetrate, you know, and try to come up with this character. For some people, it works. For some people, it, it's necessary. For some people, it you know, take it or leave it, like you said. And um, with her, Yeah, I'm not, I've never gotten into this whole Gaga and her monsters thing. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, but the bitch can sing and, and the bitch can play music. I recognize that. You know, but I don't need all the other
2: shit. I know. I live in like constant fear of being canceled because I don't like Lady Ganga. I don't dislike her. It's just not my thing. Like I just didn't it didn't hit me at the time when it was supposed to. Um, but people really be hating on you if you don't like stand I for that woman. And I'm about just that like that
1: bullshit. Nah, I don't know about that life. Mm. Most people I know don't don't care for her. But,
2: um, I guess it's just when I was on the internet more and like on Twitter and stuff like that, I just like see the and also because I was on a show, I was on Food for Thought, which is all gays. And so we got a lot of gay opinions. And I was—I remember one episode where I was like, yeah, but that's like some Lady Gaga shit. I don't like that shit. And some, like, and all these gays came for me. And I was like, yeah, that's I don't your know queen? gays. The gays I know, they be like,
1: what the fuck? That, we don't fuck with her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and see, if that's your queen, didn't, then worship at that altar. That's just not mine. That's no. not my ministry. I don't care about my that. My gays
1: love Mariah. They love this <laughs> Mimi.
0: <laughs> and that,
1: I love me some Mariah. I love me some, yeah, that's my scene all right mm-hmm. you know i stay that way but and i feel like gaga's inspired by all that shit you know of course she is how couldn't you be yeah. you know so i don't know I, I somebody made some rude comment about her she put on her COVID 15 i'm like first of all i was not looking at her body like i mean not in that way and i wasn't looking at it negatively. oh that's
2: shitty great. i thought yeah. she looked fine i mean yeah. I, didn't,
1: I thought she looked really good i thought she looked super healthy and like and this like the rudeness of even having to say that bullshit. But um, I didn't appreciate that.
2: Mm. Uh, Drea, what did we talk about today?
1: Uh, today, we're getting into, we're just, I mean, Lovecraft Country, this last episode was so good. It was insanely good. That we're just going to talk about that as our main discussion. And then for our Scream Queen of the Week, we're going to get into Miss Holly Berry in Gothica.
2: And these so, are both, you know, some ghost stories. So tie-ins. I yeah, know you were thinking about that. that. I know you were thinking about that, Dre. I know you. Were thinking oh about that. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. In my head, <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um. So yeah, this week, Lovecraft Country. Um. It was uh, what was it? Holy Ghost. That was the name. Um. This week, Letty buys a haunted house, and we learn a lesson from a baby-headed man ghost on Unity. <laughs> <laughs> um the 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 pretext or whatever or like the the thing is like the first like frame we get what the plot of the the episode i was going to say movie cuz it felt like very cinematic it was like a movie
1: every episode's like a movie yeah
2: but it said, uh, uh, so, so we get the plot up front, which is, in the summer of 1955, a group of Negro men and women move into a house on the north side of Chicago. Ten days later, three people went missing inside the house, never to be seen again. And that, that scared me because I was like, I do not want to see any of these people die. No. But that's not really the way it goes down.
1: No. Um, yeah, we enter this, 1955, that's also the year both my parents were born you know no. and it, there's so much going on around that time that's the same year that Emmett Till was killed you know there's just a lot of um, you know powerful and heartbreaking things have gone down but w- through this episode we get to know the um the trials and the tribulations of what it is to move into a, ni- a white neighborhood you know they go as far as to move in on a Sunday when everybody's at church you know I've also heard of you know tar- what people moving in at nighttime so people you know and you know so don't they don't see the shit you got and who you are and but they had to go against this neighborhood and who called them the undesirables.
2: Oh my God. And,
1: um, you know, it's, they, they terrorize them. They terrorize I mean,
2: that's the thing that was like, okay, yeah, yes, there's like, this is a haunted house story. This is a ghost story. And for me, it was like probably the most like a scary movie that we've gotten from the show probably this far, but it also grounded itself in real horror. Yep. You know, the horror of, uh, being a pioneer, you know, in a neighborhood <clears throat> moving into an all-white neighborhood, <clears throat> the horror of, like, housing discrimination, the horror of, like, the, like, how so many histories of surgery and gynecology, etc. exist because of doctors experimenting on black bodies, mm-hmm. you know? And that's kind of, like, the, the ghost, part of the ghost story, but it's, like, it echoes all of these real-life horrors, you know?
1: Yes, um, in the beginning of the episode, we also see we're back at uh, George's house with Tick, his daughter, and Hippolyta. And, you, you know, they don't really explain what's going on. Things just don't seem, they, they seem a little too chill. Hippolyta's upset and she's tearing up a, a Dracula book that you can kind of draw to conclusion that that belongs to George.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: you find out that they told her the story that George was shot by a sheriff. And that's how they kind of cleared up his death. Um, but she
2: knows it's that's that's not the full she, story.
1: Well, when <laughs> we'll get to that because we're talking, you know, talking about a black woman's instinct. Um, she, yeah, she, you, you can from step from from the, the moment she walks into the kitchen, the way she handles herself, carries herself, watches how Tick puts down a, a coffee cup uh, mug, and she gets really disturbed by it because it reminded her of her husband, and um, or you know, just. So many things are going on and she, and something just isn't quite right. It's tense. Yeah. And then you get back over to journey and, and her, and she convinces her sister to buy this haunted house or a house that looks haunted as fuck. And (laughs) they, um, they, again, it's like, as if that whatever just happened in episode two never happened, you know, it's like, they're not even addressing it. And like, Letty full-on actresses.
2: died, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's, like, we get that scene of her in church. Everyone is kind of joyous and dancing, and she's just, like, bereft. Like, she just looks, like, in grief, in mourning. And it's yes. like, oh, she, it gave me, you know, um, there's that one character in the house on Haunted Hill, or Haunting of Hill House, after she touches her dead sister, and, like, the dead kind of washes into her. And you realize that she's just, like, she's in this void you know and like letty's kind of in this void where she just wants to feel something
1: yeah and then come back to Ramo, she gets into what she talked she died the last episode she was, she was shot and killed and then she came back to life and i felt that moment when she came back to life and what that must feel like you know because I've, I've that's been that um i'm trying to think of what movies have used that kind of um an outlet where they try to explain like i guess um What's that movie with Ke- uh, with Kiefer Sutherland back in the day where the people that kill that like to come back to life they're, they're like um, they made a remake of it with oh flatliners, flatliners, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> it's like you know in limbo, she's like in limbo right now, and um, and she's been violated, and and to, and and so when I start realizing, I'm like, oh, the only reason they're going about things in this show this way right now and they haven't run out of this house like when the elevator almost cuts her head off is because they're under some kind of spell still that's mm-hmm. it, it's clear they're still under some kind of fog and i i watched the episode twice so the first time i watched it with my dad and and his first he, he said the same shit my mom said he was like well it's you know, these are black people, so if unless they under a spell, like i this episode would be over already. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just leave the fucking house. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, basically. Uh, and like that's the only reason they could be up in there. Um also <laughs> Me and my dad both covered each other's eyes when Tick and Journey got it on. Oh, that booty, though.
0: <laughs> that ass, though. <down. laughs>
2: you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I got a little
1: peak, but me and my dad were like, oh, no, you can't uh, watch that.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, you didn't take a bite out of that, man. It was juicy. Oh, my juicy.
1: God. Juicy. Juicy.
2: Juicy booty,
1: <laughs> asshole! And then he left her like that. His little weirdness. I get out of here with your little PTSD, bitch. That is rude as fuck. <laughs>
2: is it? we okay. We're. Was it saying that that was Letty's first time?
1: I didn't pick up on that, but okay. uh, no, no, that ain't Letty's first time. I don't know Letty like that. I I don't think that's Letty's first time. Just <laughs> trying to, based on the strength that her character emotes and i mean in this episode really i have I, I my mother and i we both both times i watched it i her scene at the end where she brings back all the slaves oh. or, the, or the people that were murdered in that house yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. and that what she evokes that power in her voice i my god it 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 erupted something in me it is if she doesn't get nominated and win something for that, like, mm-hmm. and that this this is like the role of a lifetime for her. I can't say it enough. She is doing so beautiful. Like it really, like I'm about to come. I'm about to get into tears right now to think about what she expressed in that moment and kicking that. Get you get out of my motherfucking house. You get mm-hmm. out of my motherfucking house.
2: She, there. <laughs> I like that we got a Letty episode so much. It also, like, because that other story was like kind of self-contained and this story was kind of self-contained, I, that's how I'm seeing the connection to a book of short stories. But there is this C-plot that's running through with Christina Braithwaite and, and Tick's lineage and what, that will allow them to unlock. Mm. And I, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm like tracking out, I'm seeing where that goes. Um, but as a Letty centric episode, and remembering that she just died and how she's trying to feel something. So like, initially that's like with her sister, right? She's like, about this house and I want you to live with me. And, you know, we're gonna like, you know, we're gonna really bond as like sisters, you know? Um, and that kind of doesn't work out because we learn that, um, well, First, we think, anyway, that it's because she got an inheritance from a mother and did not share it with her brother or sister. And so they're reasonably pissed, right? Mm-hmm. Later on, we learn that, like, it was maybe Christina that set up the payment for her, but we'll get into yeah, that later. Put
1: some glamour on her or
2: Yeah. Um, so that's a part of it. Like, and then her, her thing with Tig, Tick, too, like, she just wants to feel something, but, like, that doesn't do it either. Mm-mm. And um, the beautiful moment that you're pointing out at the end or or okay and then like when she finally gets to express her anger, she grabs that bat and takes it to all those motherfucking cars. I felt catharsis. Yes. But even then she it wasn't it didn't it, it didn't fix the malady, it didn't fix the, the thing then, that
1: and then that's that Sandra Bland moment where they put her in the back of that paddy wagon and roughed her up like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that
1: they changed things around for that to, to in the book I, I've discovered. There's the I, I I'm not I'm not, I've decided I don't want to get ahead. Like I want to see how things change, but I'm really impressed how they switch things around in this book. Like it was, so it was written by a white man, but it was in, but he was really thoughtful with how he, how he wrote about people. And the, the way that black people have taken this, this character, Misha Green has taken th- these characters and she's gender swapped so many roles and characters and lines, but it all works out perfectly. Like that line at the beginning, where the right at the beginning of the scene where Tick Tick is talking talking to that woman, and they have to walk together on the bus uh, back from the bus, and she he's talking to her about the sci-fi book he's reading, and and then but it's about a guy that supported the Confederacy. That line was actually um, a a Montrose line, and Montrose Hmm. is the one that actually pointed out he went out of his way to find an H.P. Lovecraft book and share it with Tick. To show to to show tick you know and he he showed him that poem on the creation of niggers and he was like this is who you support yeah so you know and um, but it's very interesting how they did all that um I um what other scenes really stuck out to me um
2: do you think we're getting a Hippolyta episode because she goes into that room and she
1: oh and Hippolyta my mother said this okay so here's a cool little connection hippolyta was in a movie called men of honor men of honor is about the first black master diver in the history of the navy my dad's the fourth and that my dad was a consultant on that film oh. and, and we like went to like all the premieres and all that shit for that but um yeah that's a she played she plays carl uh, Bashir's uh my dad's mentor uh she plays his wife in that film so that was kind of an interesting connection
2: that's awesome. Ooh. I like I like her so much. I like that actress a lot and I like this character because you know she's really ambitious. We already know that she's like the she's a really good writer because she's been writing for this like Green Book like thing that that um that George was working on and and also like she's an amateur astronomer. And so she walks into a room with this like sort of
1: Planetary, yeah, what happened like, there? What happened there? I want to know about that.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that so we get an episode with with her when we can just like see her the, the, her go wild on something. I want to see um, her
1: and her daughter get an episode because those two are both really incredible to me.
2: What did you make of the Ouija board scene? Speaking I don't of her know daughter, who
1: that was? Was that George? I, I mean, I don't. Like George is dead. So why would George be saying George is dead? But
2: I know. But I it was it was it was curious to me because I didn't, I didn't really get it. All I, I mean, all I really got was like, yes, there are spirits in this house,
1: but I, I wasn't sure what it was doing. I mean, I know, I, I mean, I don't know, but I do feel that George is coming back. Like, I'm going to get him back. It's, well, sometimes. there was
2: so much Courtney B. Vance promotion in the beginning. I was like, they can't take him out. Second episode, we don't see him ever again.
1: He's going to play some kind of major role in this. And I, I mean, why can't they bring the brother back? Why? They better. It's, super, <laughs> it's fucking sci-fi. Just bring him back. <laughs> it's not real. Just do it. Um also, yeah, you brought it up but the uh, I can the only ridiculous thing that I could not wrap my head around was that baby on that basketball player <laughs> baby head. I'm like, what? Because like, there was some really
2: scary shit, and there was some really gross shit, like that dude who got his head taken off by the elevator, and it's just pumping out of the vein in his neck. But like, that was a moment where I was like, I am sorry, this is who, too who ridiculous. Who okayed
1: that? Who <laughs> this okayed <is> that? Because <laughs> that is
2: ridiculous.
1: A little bit taking me out
2: of the moment right now. <laughs> oh.
1: It was, I mean, (laughs) I loved it because it's so fucking just ridiculous. I don't know what to say about that shit. I did like when they start to transform back into their former selves. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Oh, also then- because
2: like finally, finally um, Letty gets a moment where she gets to feel something and heal, yes. right? Cause that's ultimately like her arc over the episode, which is like yes. searching around all of these extra, like things, things outside of herself that she thinks will take care of her problem, of her existential grief of having died. Cause bitch, I bet that shit is scary as fuck. Yeah. Um, and so there's a trauma associated with that. And it was like by helping to heal these people in this house and to exercise the demon of, of his last name was Epstein, <laughs> uh, Hiram Epstein, uh, uh, that, that like that, that is, um, that, uh, initiated a healing process inside of herself too.
1: I completely agree. Mm. I absolutely do. I, um, the other opening that one scene where, um, Right before all the shit starts going on, like they break their furnace, and she wakes up in her room that morning. I really liked when the, the that sheets getting pulled off, and, and then the woman's face, and then her half of her mouth is like pulled. Ooh, off.
2: ooh, that was disgusting. Um, but the thing is, like, I love that shit too, and like, it's it's not. I mean, it's 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 kind of conventional in the sense that like. I mean, ghost stories, there are going to be a certain number of things that all of these kind of scary movies, like, have in common. And and having the opportunity now to write my own horror thing, uh, it's just been really fun to be able to play around with stuff like that, you know? And, like, the, the I'm just going to bring it, because the, the image that sticks out the most in my mind. So, like, as Letty and Tick and uh, this woman who, you know, murders a goat on their front Uh, on on the front porch, which, like, if I was a neighbor, I'd be a little bit concerned about that, too. Not gonna lie.
1: (laughs) So I saw that, and I was like, did that bitch do it on the front porch? I know!
2: Just, like, right there for all them white neighbors to be like, no, I mean, now these people are doing animal sacrifices, so we definitely have to get them out of this neighborhood. Like... (laughs) So, she gives them, like, a, in order to get the, the, in order to exercise these ghosts, they have to do a, pr- a, a protection spell or whatever, which is like the goat blood. And she gives them a cross on each one of their foreheads so they can go in. Uh, so, as they go into the basement, um, which had been Letty's dark room, and so she's been taking all these pictures and putting together all of this information that, like, who this ghost is, what he's been doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you go down to exercise the demons or the ghosts or whatever. And then these three white men with bats come in you know, looking to kill.
1: I wasn't looking to start a ruckus. And
2: we we learned that like, and from the top of the episode that was like three people go missing, it's actually these three white men. So I was very relieved when it turned out to be three white men. Once I figured that out, I was
1: like, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah they've
1: set it up in a way i was like no i don't want to see no i don't want that
2: <laughs> i don't i don't want more black death that's not okay. what i want but don't they gave that. us white death and that was fine so
1: <laughs> and speaking of um, uh, what's her last what's her first name what braithwaite christina christina
2: that, that was a very interesting scene
1: that by that bitch like you can't go shooting white women duh
2: <laughs> i'm like oh and she like she like buys this realty place or whatever and tick goes in there and he's like as he's talking to her he starts to close the blinds and i'm just like tick don't fuck a white woman like i was just like don't like i thought that fucker i thought that that might be where it's going no, um i didn't know
1: was that you you just wanted to see that booty yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going in there, there to hurt her. I knew it, and there is you no, know, we ain't fucking it. So he, went, he comes come in, closed all these blinds.
2: They're having some blithe discussion about the nature of Letitia's inheritance. Um, and then he's like, I want you to stay the fuck away from my family, aims a gun at her. And she's just like, listen, bitch, I have all these spells. Like, my, most men, if they're lucky in this Adam cult, they can do maybe one, and it's imperfect. But I've been doing my work, and I have all these spells. So don't fuck with me. And then as she's doing this, he, he can't move. So he still has his, like...
1: He can't pull the, the trigger. Yeah. He can't
2: pull the trigger, but he's still got the gun out. And then she starts to undo all of the blinds. And I was and, like, oh, God.
1: Uh-huh. And rub his arm and push his arm down. Oh, that conniving little bitch. She's really good at her character
2: she's really, really good. good and also them outfits are nice too she's,
1: oh everybody looks everybody awesome.
2: is so fucking stylish it's yeah. like not even fair
1: <laughs> michael k williams when he gets woken up drunk when tick throws the water in his face and he leaves the room he looks like shit when he wakes up and he walks back the room. he has his mustard shirt on he looks <laughs> so good i was like what the <laughs> fuck up <laughs> like that that quick <laughs>
2: Um, I, yeah, so what? Do you, where do you think we're going with Tick and his, like, birthright? Is he gonna be making some spells? Is that where we're going? Because the thing is, the reason why Christina, if I'm getting this correctly, because I saw it twice too, and I kind of put it together more the second time around, the reason Christina uh, facilitated Letty buying that house was because... Hiram Epstein, who was the guy who was doing all of the experiments, was a disciple of one of the Sons of Adam okay. who had stolen pages out of the Book of Names in order to try to recreate some of those spells. So I, I'm guessing that somewhere in that house are these stolen pages, and that's what Christina's looking for.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I by the end of it, I was, I, I was trying to pick, I couldn't follow that last bit that she kept saying. I just couldn't follow it because I was just following other things, but... Um, yeah, I mean, just upon, if I could just guess where I think he's headed, like, who do I think is going to be the first to tap into something? I mean, it's either going to be him or it's going to be uh, Journey's character. It's either going to be him or Letty. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, maybe Michael, maybe Michael's already been onto something because he, he came and went, he came and went, um, went and came came in went, oh, whatever um Either way. <laughs> and um i i i just can't wrap my head around what that what that looks like them getting their inheritance back them i guess they just rule everything they just cash you know cash runs everything around me cream get the money dollar <laughs> dollar <bills. laughs>
2: but you know more money more problems so but i don't know I,
1: i'm thinking they're saying like if i ruled the world I free all my souls, uh, black diamonds and pearls. If
2: I ruled the world, we <laughs> walk right into
1: the sun hand
2: in hand. We walk right <laughs> into the sun. Uh, I am wondering about because cause the teasers have been showing us a Ruby episode, which I'm really looking forward to. And the dynamic between Ruby and Letty is palpable. It's like uncomfortable. And you know, they really want to love each other, but sometimes family shit sometimes like
1: all about it like i thought you was just fucked up it turns out you you're just a fuck up oh no i thought you were just a fuck up it turns out you're just fucked up i was like (laughs) Ruby came
2: with the library with the with the uh uh, with the glasses in the library card because she was getting ready to read
1: (laughs) it was a lot it was a lot and i felt it it was like you said palpable um, they're gonna get together. Ruby's gonna unlock something, too. Ruby's yeah. about to have a really major moment. I can't wait for that.
2: Because they've been showing her on stage. You know, we, she has aspirations of being a singer. Um, and, and so we do get to see, I mean, we, get, we got a teaser of her like being actually on stage. So it's like one of those things I bet of like wish fulfillment and like what you have to give up and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really looking forward to that. And also, her voice is gorgeous. And I love that actress, so. She's
1: fantastic. So. Yeah. Okay. So hi. Um, so yeah, next week, we will be following this shit up and we have no idea where. Th- i didn't watch the preview because i just don't want to i didn't want to yet did you watch it Uh Uh-uh. okay
2: yeah Good. yeah yeah i want to be surprised i mean i'm this is the first time well i mean i'm not i'm not anti-spoiler by any, i'm not anti- the way that you are because if i open if i start to open my mouth about something you haven't seen yet you n- no 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 no, no. <laughs> but i feel that way about this show and it's, I haven't felt that way in a long, I, I didn't feel that way necessarily about Watchmen, about Outsider, you know, about Insecure, or I May Destroy You. I always watch the previews, because that gave me, got me excited, you know, got me salivating a little bit for the next episode. But I just want to walk, knowing that, like, a lot of these are probably going to be, like, Monster of the Week-type episodes, because it's based on a book of short stories, I don't want to know anything. I want to go into it completely um, uh, without expectation.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, I, um... We're just want to get props one more time to journey and to tick uh or jonathan major's booty because that's be mm. <sighs> like
2: a i mean i you could
0: know, bite you know that I
1: motherfucker could, apple
2: i'm mean, getting all these like plant stands you know and you could definitely put a plant on that ass. you could stand a plant on that ass like
1: <laughs> lord have mercy it was like almost offensive how beautiful it was i was like mm. that is That is a lot, sir. That is a lot, sir. Because
2: episode two and episode three, we get a little bit of butt. So if we could just have him turn around a
1: little bit, maybe Uh and (laughs) and not be a snake next time,
2: please. I don't. Oh Lord, that was horrible. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) I don't need that in my dreams. I don't need that in my spirit.
1: (laughs) All right, though. um, But as our main discussion, we just want to say, yeah, get into Lovecraft country. It's the shit. So, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited to have an excuse to talk about this woman. She is, she just means the whole world to so many black girls around the world. Miss Holly Berry in Gothica. There are reasons why I avoided this movie. And I had heard things alluding to her not having such a great experience on the film. So I didn't know if that's something I wanted to dredge up. But mm. you know what? I fucking had a great experience seeing this thing. And every time I watch it, I legit think this is a really well-made film. And I thought she was like, like an Alfred Hitchcockian kind of girl. Like she is so classic in it. But um, it, it stars Holly Berry. Uh, she plays Dr. Miranda Gray, a psychiatrist in a women's mental hospital who wakes up one day to find herself on the, on the other side of the bars, accused of having murdered her husband. Um, Charles also, S. Dutton Charles <laughs> S. Dutton from Rock if y'all remember <laughs> motherfucking Rock and if you remember he was also a nick of time with Johnny Depp and Christopher Walken and he's really good in that um, and also stars Penelope Cruz who,
2: who I didn't know I mean I haven't I just I, I, I hadn't seen Gothica mm. um, and her opening in this movie was she's really so good. good she, she sold, sold good the, the shit whole out, out of film. that she's she was doll. just full film Perfect.
1: It is. Perfect. She's creepy as fuck. I don't know why she didn't get more pops sure, for this character. She was fantastic. I love... This is the big part of the reason I like her so much. I love her. Um, also stars, as we said, Charles Dutton, Robert Downey Jr., and John Carroll Lynch, who we just talked about in American Horror Story, 1984, and Zodiac and yada yada. Um, and from
2: being tall. And from and being from tall. And just
1: being a big-ass <laughs> Um, I think, you know, based on where this film goes okay i'm gonna get into why i couldn't talk about this film and i I had heard a story like about around the time that john wick 3 came out um and i'd heard but i would heard this before way like years and years ago and i wasn't sure about it but um it was angelica houston and holly berry were on james corden Promoting John Wick three, and they did this this game called Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts, and they have a table full of just like the nastiest shit you could think of to eat or take or divulge some really like juicy details. Oh, like, love like, it! Bird saliva and like a martini glass with like beetles and like like in cow tongues and turkey balls and pe- and bull penis. <laughs> and Angelica Houston chose to eat the bull penis instead of talk about her and Jack Nicholson, and then. Holly Berry um, was asked, who are the people you would never work with? She says, boy, I have two people on that list. And she said, "And they, she wouldn't say who, but she says, he's super duper famous and not that tall. And, and I was like, who, who's super duper famous? And I'm like, oh, Iron Man. And, and I'm like, well, all the Avengers films. And he's not that tall. Anyway, very little sleuthing, but I found the story. He broke her fucking arm and, and basically blamed her and did or didn't even apologize for it really. He did the stunt wrong, snapped her arm. Oh my God. had to recover for weeks and he never formally apologized. And the only things he said about it were like, "Um, oh, you know, I cleaned up my side of the yard. I don't know what happened over there, you know? You know
2: what I like hate most about the Avengers movies is this aggressive rebranding of Robert Downey Jr. Cause he's famously a piece of shit.
1: I mean, he's that dude that broke into like some family's house and woke up in some kid's bed all strung out or some shit. Listen, I don't want to judge the man based on, you know, uh, him being in into- his. He had some horrible days, some, uh, some bad issues with addiction. And I prayed for him back then. I did. I love me some Robert. His, I, I think it's a true story that his father gave him like acid when he was like four or five years old. Like that's a true story. Damn. And, you know, he's just, he had a lot of odds set against him. Um, that goes. That that goes. You know. That said, it doesn't excuse that behavior and the fact that he never made proper amends for it. And it's not like you know. Like how hard is that? How hard it is could that? It, it, you could actually
2: just do it right now in two seconds. Yeah. It, 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 like, you know it was I a believe, really difficult period that. of my life and like I didn't really know what was going on I'm really sorry I did that to that woman instead of yeah. it, just, it just apologies are actually so easy to do and they do so much work in terms of healing and setting things right and it's just a matter of three or four words you know to just set things on a good course um, right. I did not know about that about this movie um, yeah. it, it was giving me having seen Lovecraft Country a couple of times and then s- watching Gothica I was getting a little bit of Lovecraft country vibes. But why was the ghost beating the shit out of her? That's what I don't understand. She's
1: like, "dumb bitch, don't you know what your husband's up to?" <laughs> well, she could have just been like, "Hey bitch, I go to this know. basement. There's a girl down there."
2: And instead of being like flipping her around, her cell, throwing her against the wall, Cutting throwing her, her against the shit. Of it's, shit. A, it's a mess. Like slashing the shit out of her arm. I'm just like, bitch, you could give her some images. Like, why does this have to be? I don't get, I don't get why this ghost, I don't get why this ghost is treating Halle Berry like shit. <laughs> <laughs> on the same side, like.
1: <laughs> I, um, uh, yeah, I mean, the only excuse for it, the reasoning behind it is so she invokes the rage that she felt and that the violence that was inflicted on her, she wants to make sure that Holly understands. They They really went for it, though. I really liked the first uh, meeting of her and Holly on the road and she goes to help her and she touches her face and those flames on her face. Like all those effects were so cool. Um, They didn't go overboard with that shit. The use of, and then uh, Penelope Cruz talks about it. Like I I, he keeps, I'm just, he makes me burn on the inside. Have you ever been made to burn on the inside or whatever? It's just like, And then you see the tattoo on John Carroll Lynch's chest, you know, he always like, I don't
2: know if it's because he's John Carroll Lynch, but he just, he's never not creepy to me. So even in the very beginning when he like, like threw her off and then like, he was like interrogating her or later when he comes back to the cell, I was always like, don't be in the same room with that man.
1: Mm -hmm. Thumbs off. Yeah. Thumbs off.
2: But we kind of get the idea that maybe, you know, Halle Berry has potentially unlocked some kind of like ability inside of herself to be a medium. Because at first she thought it was like this one experience, but at the end she sees somebody else like a missing boy. So like, I was thinking like, cause you you had mentioned in the doc, like Gothica too. Like I thought that we were getting set up for potentially a
1: sequel. I think that was that they totally wanted to go in that direction, but because of now confirmed, you know, ish- situations, we know why we probably will never ever get one. And I mean, they could replace Robert. They could easily do that.
2: I mean, Halle Berry looks the exact motherfucking same. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah. So just go ahead and do it. Like I am. Um, let me see. Oh, also I wanted to mention a uh, little things. The director, Matthew uh, Kosovitz, he directed La Haine. I don't know if anybody's ever seen. Uh, who's, somebody who watches this is being La Haine, but it stars Vincent Cassell. It's, um, it's about the ghettos in, in Paris. And um, it's really, it's a lot. And it's based on a line that's about, like, like, like hatred, uh, creates hatred. And um, anyway, it's a really heavy, amazing film. You should watch it sometime.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I highly
1: recommend that.
2: Um, how um, did you feel about uh, w- later on when, after Hallie escapes his mental institution, um, first of all, I'm just like, Watch where you're going. You already almost hit this girl in the middle of the street at the beginning of this film, and that's what's ticked off this whole thing. But she's, all of a sudden, the the ghost has its foot on the gas. I don't know, don't got no brake in this car. Something's happening. She almost hits, like, a truck, and she's just, And then she's like, ah, and then turns back and, like, hits all this other shit. I was like, man, you need to get your license taken away, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, then she gets back to the house and she's like re- reimagining or reenacting all of the, the night of the, that she murdered Charles S. Denton, which she did, but it was because of that ghost had got inside of her and hijacked her body. Uh, how did you feel about that ax scene?
1: Oh, it was dope. I always love that ax scene when, when you see his arm that get chopped in half almost. It's really good. And, you know, he creeped me out from day one because watching it now, back then I was like, oh yeah, okay, he's her husband doesn't make any sense today and,
0: <laughs> and, and i was like oh wait and i forgot
1: the second time i watched or the second time the the time i watched it recently um i was like wait and when they started to kiss i'm like wait that's her dad right
2: <laughs> i was like oh no i was this also was not getting like... romantic vibes at all i was uh-uh. like
1: she but, did this he for a check god god uh, you know right when he did that i'm like and then There's it all off about this idea, man yeah you know, i was
2: like this is so like this is some incel shit because like there is no way i'm sorry i don't care how smart you are you know what let me just not even go there i'm not even gonna go there we all know what i'm about to say but uh as he was getting ready to, i had the same vibe where i was like wait a minute i was not reading husband no. i was reading i was reading authority figure
1: authority he he's he he has her she is a uh what, what she's his trophy she's a trophy wife like she she is a symbol to distract the world from the monster that he is
3: mm-hmm. and
1: when john carl lynch gets talk starts to talk about like well we were fine you know like she he, he uh, confesses that holly's husband um he killed his first he killed his first person when he was 15 years old and he goes and i helped him bury him because that's what best friends do and and then you came into the picture <laughs> It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, you
2: know, when she was talking about like, uh, this man is largely uh, probably very um, unclear about his own sexuality. And I was like, man, you just wanted Charles S. Dutton dick. And that's why you gotta, you're trying to take it out on Miss Halle Berry. But um, yeah. the, like, so it turns out that Charles S. Dutton and John Carroll Lynch have been killing women for a long time and, and, and filming it and drugging them. And it was just like- Got a ugh. whole
1: sex dungeon and it's fucked up. Fucked yeah. up. It's still fucked up to watch this film. I'm like, yeah, and I just really appreciate all the elements that they involved in this. It's it's supernatural. It's it's dealing with things that really are happening. You know, violence against women and this this kind this kind of shit. Exists and it's well, yeah. It, it kind
2: of reminded me of the cell in the sense that it was like something, um like like creepy, but also like um, like it rooted in some it almost like a, 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 a what do you call it? true crime?
1: Yeah, it's super masochistic, and um you know, just really, uh, it's it's a lot.
2: But I like I really like what you said about Halle Berry's character as like a kind of smokescreen for Charles S. Dutton. Like, like her and his life is like, he could never be a bad man. Like, he's a family man, or he's like a husband, you know? She is the deflection.
1: Mm-hmm. She's like this perfect thing, you know? And everybody's like, oh, Dr., you know, uh, Miranda Gray. And, you know, like, what a great match, you But know? what is
2: she getting out of this? That's what I'm... Does he sling it? Like, I've got to I mean,
1: I, I, he must be packing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen...
1: I can't believe I just talked about Charles S. Dunn like that. He's like my uncle or some shit. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but I grew up watching him. He like he had like this really dope show back on like back in the day on BET called Rock, and I, it was like one of those family like family shows you like you sat down to watch. And, there was and every now they they would do like, like Rock that.
2: Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every now and then they do like a live episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I really. I appreciate him. And so that's why I kind of get what they were going for with that choice of character. He is a very prominent and powerful man. Um, and this his acting strength is very reminiscent of like, he's somewhere between like a, a Paul Robeson and a Lawrence Fishburne. And, you know, I just really, um, I, was, I thought it was pretty dope that he even played a character like this because it's just so far from every, anything he's ever done. He usually plays more regal, in your face, but regal characters to some descent. Uh, descent. And like um, very
2: emotionally grounded, like, like, um, uh, 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 like, like virtuous figures.
1: Yeah. So I like
2: I the villain turn here. Levels.
1: Levels. that's the that's the 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 phrase of the evening it's levels It's levels Levels. level it's levels to this shit (laughs) (laughs) um i let me see what else stuck out to me i mean beyond the tea that i i can reconfirmed i ain't to discover that shit but really oh i did want to say that a hot take but i'm glad iron man died in avengers so (laughs)
3: my ass.
1: And you prayed on him. You it. prayed
2: on him back in the day and now he can eat your ass. Okay, okay, okay. well uh, I said it. it. Hallie Weird
1: Science yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I look up his new. i still watch sometimes. Pickup so, Artist. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I'll still watch um Give Me One More Robert Downey Jr. film that I'll watch. Was I'll he watch. in
2: that was he in that movie with Janine Garofalo and 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 the dude and they it's like, never mind, I can't even think <laughs> of that
1: are you, were you gonna say uh, reality bites or something?
2: That's what I was gonna say. No. And that's, no. Okay.
1: That's uh, Ethan Hawke and some other people and Winona.
2: Winona, Winona. Anyway, Halle Berry giving us girl interrupted energy in Gothica. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get off of me, bitch! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love her screams. By the way, like I really, she is like, fantastic screen queen. I... She's
2: also a good crier.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, huh, make me feel good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awkward. Oh, that was awkward. Fuck! <laughs> I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to see Billy Bob like that. I'm sorry.
1: That shit was hot. I don't give a fuck what you talk about. I don't that like it. Hot, I
2: didn't like it. I didn't like oh,
1: it. Oh, I loved it. I didn't like it. Make me feel <laughs> 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 Gross. <laughs> let's
2: let's move on, shall we?
1: <laughs> it's by
2: What a queen. Uh, don't forget, we got a Google voice number, and we want to hear from you. What's the scaredest you've ever been in a movie theater? What happened? What was the movie? Paint us a picture. We'd like to know. Uh, you can hit us up at 619-289-9052. Record us a little message. Say your name or don't. You can just tell us a story, uh, and you could be featured on a future episode of Scream Queen.
0: Hi, I am calling to talk about Steven Spielberg's 1982 film, E.T., which I don't think people really know or completely understand is actually a scary movie. I would argue one of the scariest movies ever made, and I knew this when I saw the movie for the first time in 1999 at a dollar movie night at my local theater. Um, I was around seven, um, and my parents took me and my sister and my cousins to see this movie um and the second I saw the demon that is E.T. I was terrified I was so scared I wanted to leave the theater could not leave the theater and I did not talk to my parents the rest of the evening because I thought that their fault they'd exposed me to this horrific film um again don't understand why people do not understand why this is a scary movie. Um, and that night, I was so scared from the movie, originally, that I ended up having a night terror about it in which E.T. murdered Elliot and everyone else in the movie at the very end. And somehow that nightmare has become my actual memory of the movie itself. Like, I cannot pinpoint exactly what it was that scared me about the movie itself except for just, like, E.T.'s general aesthetic, um, and, like, vibe, but I had such a scary nightmare afterwards that that has kind of composed itself over my experience of the movie, and I have refused to rewatch it ever since, so I will not be proven wrong. To me, that's how it ends. It ends with E.T. just doing a mass murder, um, and... That's just something I've come to accept, and I will not hear otherwise. Um, Yeah, so that's my story. Uh, Thanks so much. I love you. Bye.
3: Hi, uh, this is Willie, and um, the most scared I've been in a movie theater was in the summer of 2007. Uh, I was home from college, and a couple high school friends and I thought it would be a good idea to take uh some gravity bong hits and go see a little film called No Country for Old Men. Um, I remember very little about that movie. I know I didn't understand it. And I know that we sat close to the front, and so everything was eerily foreshortened, like a sort of huge, skewed, Anton Chigurh killing people with a pneumatic cattle thing. Um, So that was probably the most frightened I've been Um, on an existential and and a sort of more kind of mundane, just sort of weed anxiety level. That was, that was probably it.
2: Catch us next week. Same time, same place. Not always sure what we're covering just yet, but we'll let you know on our social media, on our Instagram, what have you. Uh,
1: Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound.
2: With theme music by Doc Allison.
1: I am Drea Washington, and you can find me on the gram at Hey Girl Hey. That's H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y.
2: And I'm Tommy and Teebs, Pico, Tommy. I miss Second Dick, Pico, Tommy. I still don't want anybody else in my bed, Pico, even though I miss people, Pico. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hey H E Y T E B S. I am never, ever going on Twitter ever again.
1: Good for you. Good yes. for you. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast
2: and online at ScreamQueenPodcast.com.
1: Send us some love notes at screamqueen at gmail.com. That's S-C-R-E-E-E-M-G or queen at gmail.com.
2: In the scary movie of your life. You
1: better scream. Scream.
2: Queen. queen. <laughs> Ew, no, no, no. She's coming for you.
1: Green, love green. you tommy i love you tommy
2: leaving zoom meeting Here we go.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot